We're glad to you're able to join us um, as we do from time to time. I want to remind you to go to marysville3cu.org for those watching online or to email us at contact at marysville3cu.org. And you can find these messages on podcast and um, on the website. As we move into the message today, today is October 31st. Uh, some places uh, have had their trick-or-treat and some will have it today, um, but it's Halloween. And so I felt that we should maybe just touch on some things that are related to things that are talked about around Halloween. This is not going to be some extensive message into the depths of uh, Halloween and its origins and things like that, but I wanted to remind you of a couple things, two or three things here, and we're going to look at some scripture. Usually we don't bounce around scripture a lot, but today we're going to look at some things. As we think about spiritualism and some of those magic arts, as they might be called, and you think about mediums and sorcery, and you think about many more, they, you'll see uh, even TV shows called Good Witch, and, there's, and we have movies about uh, magic and um, uh, lots of books about it, and they not only delve into the fantastic about magic, but they actually start talking in games. They actually use spells or they cast spells or there's this romanticizing of things related to sorcery and wizardry and, and witchcraft. So we want to remind ourselves today, just, just in general, that the Bible talks about prohibitions around magic and witchcraft. We need to remind ourselves that there is just not something that is made up or make-believe that there actually is power. It's not power that is holy, it's a demonic power. And going to mediums and playing with Ouija boards is something that we shouldn't do as Christians. It's not asking a Ouija board for direction instead of asking God. There is power there, and it's in contrast to seeking God. So we're going to look at some different passages of Scripture, and we'll even remind you of the fact that sorcerers aren't going to be found in heaven. Scripture actually says that. So we're going to start back in the Old Testament and get a few insights and in, in, in some things that are going on, and each of these scriptures is going to pull out a little bit of some of the topic that we just talked about that pro, pro, it's prohibited. It's not something God wants us messing in. has power. And we're also going to talk about a, a passage of scripture in the New Testament where people are drawn away thinking that it is something that's good and is something that's positive. It is something of God, but it's not. So let's book, turn to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, 9 through 14, to start with. And then we're going to move into Leviticus, and we're going to bounce around a little bit. But uh, turn to the Old Testament, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18. So if you're not familiar with uh, the order of the Bible, it's 
Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is the fifth book. It's part of the Pentateuch and is attributed to being written by Moses through the inspiration of God. So Deuteronomy chapter 18, 9 through 14. Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14. When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritualist, or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God, for these nations which you will dispose, listen to soothsayers and diviners, but as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. It's fairly clear that there's a contrast. Is God saying, I've given you, I can get, I'm giving you direction, and those that are following these activities and this approach, he's using the Israelites to pass judgment and to move them out, and they're not supposed to take up those activities. So that kind of lays that groundwork, because you'll hear that, those kinds of things, and you call the psychic hotline, or um, talking to the dead, or these are not ways that we're supposed to get our answers. We're to get our answers through God and through His Holy Spirit. And so we have prohibitions against that. So we need to be careful how close we walk and how easily we legitimize some of these things. Or we say, oh, it's not that big a deal. We forget sometimes the battles that we're in and what kind of battle it is. And we're going to talk about that in just a few more, couple more verses here. But look, look at Leviticus 19, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Leviticus 19, 26, and 31. Leviticus 19, 26, and 31. You shall not eat anything with the blood, nor shall you practice divination, or soothsaying, verse 31, Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. And if you might remember, Saul got in trouble, the king Saul in the Old Testament, and he was looking for something, and he went to the witch at Endor. He went to the witch at Endor, and some of you might remember that name, uh, Endora, or something like that, from some TV show that was out. But we've, we've seemed to, in the American culture, either legitimized it or played it down as, as, oh, that's not that big a deal. It's a kid's thing. It's all make-believe. But we need to realize that it has, there is power 
there is power out there that is not of God that is evil. It's contrary to God. And so we need to just give pause and, and think about it before we get in, involved in some of these activities. And we just need to understand them and keep them in the right context and not be drawn too deeply into them. In Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 8. And in Acts chapter 8, we're going to look at verses 4 through 13. And so you get a, a different picture here. We were in the Old Testament. And then now in Acts chapter 8, verses 4 through 13. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, did you see there, unclean spirits? We sometimes want to not pay attention that there is such a thing as uh, demon possession, but there is. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city, verse 9. But there was a certain man called Simon, who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Uh, sorceries can also be translated magic arts. Verse 12, But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. So, the people were believing in these sorceries and thinking they were of God, but they were not. The disciples were preaching the blood of Jesus required for the remission of sins and that we needed that salvation and we need to seek it through God and His ways. And sometimes God wants to teach us something and so sometimes He causes us to wait patiently for the method which He would present to us. And it's a dangerous thing trying to go after mediums and witchcraft and other things to get our answers. But it's also dangerous, I think, to play around with the different sayings and the spells and the castings and the, you know, we t seem to sometimes carry our, uh, you might call them talisman or our good luck charms or our casting of spells or those kinds of things and we leave room for that. We need to, need to be careful because in today's culture there seems to be that spreading around and that it's okay and think about how many movies and uh, things kids are exposed to and the fact that there's that we have this concept of a good witch. Witches are not of God and if they're not of God how can they be good? 
So we must be careful. And we must be reminded that there is power that is in the world that is not of God. God's can, God supersedes it. But if we look back in the book of Exodus, we'll find an example. Genesis and then Exodus, the second book of the Old Testament. Exodus chapter 7, verses 8 through 13. You might recall at this time that Moses was... Um, sent by God in to Pharaoh, and that's what we're going to talk about. The Israelites were in bondage in Egypt and were slaves in Egypt, and God was going to bring them out, and he did so through plagues. But this scripture is going to remind us of something that I think sometimes we might forget. In Exodus 7, 8 through 13, it says, Then the Lord spake to Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle for yourselves, then you shall... Say to Aaron, take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh and let it become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and they did so just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. So the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For every man threw down his rod, and they became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. And Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, as the Lord had said. They had power. They created the serpents out of their incantations. That's an interesting thought. It's a sobering thought. Of course, the, the serpent of Aaron that ate up, the other serpents. And you also notice that the plagues that God placed on them, they were not able to undo. But we just need to remember that there is power. There is power in evil. Some don't want to ascribe that evil even exists. They don't want to ascribe that maybe there is power. They don't want to ascribe that someone can be Demon-possessed. Now, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that I have a test that tells you who's demon-possessed or not, but I'm, I'm saying to you that it exists. Evil exists. The, there's power, satanic power, that's out there, and we need to be aware. Then if we turn over to Exodus 8, 6, and 7... So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called on for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and my people, and I will let the people go that they may sacrifice to the Lord. It doesn't say that he went and asked the magicians to get these frogs out of here. But if you asked for the magicians to duplicate things, you'd think you'd ask for them to get rid of them if they could. But it didn't work. So there is power, but just, just a little reminder of how God's power supersedes. When we look at Acts chapter 13, Acts chapter 13, 4 through 12. So 
So now we're in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Acts 13, 4 through 12. Verse 4, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to, to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Now when they had gone through the, the island to Patmos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man called for Bar Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. It was in opposition. Verse 9, Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, and you will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. And the proconsul believed when he saw that what had been done, being astonished, at the teaching of the Lord. This individual was in opposition because he had power. He was using power. And we think about how pride and the pride of I was involved in the fall and the power pointing them to themselves and not to God. He didn't want to give up that status. And so he was in opposition, and again we find that God's power is greater. God's power is greater. So the power exists. We're not supposed to be messing around with these things. We should be seeking God. It is evil, but God's power is greater. But let's be reminded and look at another passage in Revelations 22, 14 to 15. This speaks a little bit to some of these connotations of there's some goodness in these things. If we look to Revelations 22, 14 and 15. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city, but outside are dogs and sorcerers, and sexually immoral, and murderers, and adulterers, and whoever loves and practices a lie. Just to call out that the sorcerers are outside, not inside, with access to the tree of life. Now let's go to Ephesians 6.12. Ephesians 6.12. We normally don't jump around this much, but I wanted to highlight to you that it is prevalent in Scripture that it's prohibited, that they have power, that God's power supersedes the power, that it's satanic and it is not 
I, could, I cannot find something that tells me that there's goodness in it. Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. It's a reason that we need to be in prayer because... When we're wrestling, we wrestle and we engage in spiritual warfare. We engage in spiritual warfare through the Holy Spirit and the power of God to do this engaging. And then we could go on and talk about taking on the whole armor of God. But we have to remind that this is power. Have you ever walked in a room and you can sense the evil? Or maybe the void of good? I remember going to a funeral one time and I went into the funeral and I wanted to get out. Because to that point I had only been in Christian funerals. And at Christian funerals there's a celebration and the Holy Spirit. And But in this funeral it was dead. You ever been in a place where something's going on and you're like, this is not right. i got to get out of there. And the Holy Spirit is just prompting you, leave because you sense this oppression, this evil, this grieving of the Holy Spirit, if, if, if you may. There is a power out there. And in our North America kind of approach, or in the United States, we try to dismiss the spiritual. But if you talk to missionaries, if you were to talk to the missionaries that are missionaries to even to the Native Americans, I was uh, uh, talking with one uh, sometime, I believe it was Steve Cartwright, um, and there was someone that came down and they were going on this particular reservation. Now, some of the reservations, you're not allowed to go on and say anything about Jesus. They'll kick you off because they're their own nation within a nation. So not allowed to talk about those things and they've been eating at restaurants and have a uh, um, one of the ho holy people of the tribes come the medicine man uh, come and cast try to be casting spells and things on them they got their trinkets and they're trying to do those things uh, they've had situations where they took someone with them on a trip and and this this uh, one young man or individual did not believe what they were trying to tell them about the oppression and what they felt. And until he went out on the mission onto this particular reservation, and when he hit this reservation, um, he felt something different. And he talked about it afterwards. And they said, oh, we forgot. Did you not realize? Once we cross the line into that reservation, we start praying and we don't stop praying until we come back out. Because the oppression spiritual oppression is so heavy but there is the satanic out there there is this power that is to deal with and we tend to want to overlook it and because we don't pay attention i fear that it puts us in danger of it creeping in and creeping in on our kids and in our kids games and then the games that have the spells in them and the movies that we watch and and some of them are very famous movies, and they're talking about spells, and they're creating snakes. 
They might be fun movies as adults, and we can maybe separate things, but I think I would be cautious with what I expose my little ones to because it's not all fantasy. It's not like watching nursery rhymes or cartoonish kind of things. We make them look so real and so imposing and that these spells and things are the answer to our problems. Well, the answer to our problems is God, not in the evil presenting itself as good. Satan presents himself as an angel of light. So we need to have our guard up. So be aware. God does not want us messing in it. It does have power. We need to be careful around it. There's not a good version of it. It's in contrast to seeking God for our answers and what he wants to teach us through that. And sorcerers aren't going to be found in, in heaven. So on this Halloween, I know that it's becoming a much bigger thing in the United States. I would caution us. It's fun to see kids in, in outfits and, uh, and have some dress-up parties and hand out candy, but let's be careful. Let's keep our guard up. Let's be aware of what Scripture tells us and what is real. Let's be standing together. Father God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would go out to those that hear this message. You know how that things are creeping in and how that that which is wrong is being normalized as okay. And it includes in the area of witchcraft and sorcery, Ouija boards, Wicca, good witches, all things, not pleasing in your sight. And we pray to the Lord that we would be aware, that we would protect our little ones, would keep things in the right context, and help us not to be deceived. Help us to try the spirits. Help us be aware that there's a spiritual warfare going on and that we need to be in prayer and an attitude of prayer and listening to you. And Lord, just help us. Help us, Lord, to be strong in the power of you as we go out and participate in this fight, in this battle. And that, Lord, you might help us to be what you want us to be, to represent you well, the Lord, and live a life of holiness before our fellow man. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.